English with Rob. Hi everybody, welcome back to English with Rob. I'm sorry, it's been a little while since the last podcast. Maybe you noticed I've been super busy, but I'm back. I've got a great guest today and a great lineup of guests uh, coming up soon. But let's meet our guest for today. It's Ruth from English for Change. How are you doing, Ruth? Hi, Rob. How are you doing? I'm great. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Quite welcome. Very welcome.、Uh, so let me tell you guys a bit about Ruth.、Uh, she started ESL teaching in Bordeaux in France, and she has taught in Ireland, the UK, Inner Mongolia, and right now、uh, you're living in Belgium, teaching English in Belgium, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been great.、Uh, teaching English has given me such an opportunity to to be in all of these places. You can travel around, live live in different places. It's been amazing.、Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's good that you talk about opportunity because I want to. I mean, I know, <laughs> so I'm not asking you. I want you to explain why your、um, your English teaching channel company is called English for Change because I think there's a great message behind it. Yeah, so English for Change、uh, started it really to help ambitious and passionate learners make positive change for themselves and the world. And、um, I've had a background in in human rights as well, as being an English language teacher. And、uh, yeah, just really seeing that education is such a a powerful weapon. That's、uh, words from Nelson Mandela, but a powerful weapon that you can use to change the world. So. Um, I just see that in in so many of my clients,、uh, how empowering and、um, you know ad- advancing in English can be,、uh, giving them better opportunities, improving their lives, and also speaking out against things in their community and for causes that matter to them. Yeah, so that's what the mission is for English for Change. Uh huh. And there's there's lots of. That type of content on your Instagram as well. It's great to see you sharing really、mm-hmm. positive messages and you know pointing out inequalities in the world that need to be addressed.、Uh, which is why、um, we、uh, chose the subject today of、uh, feminism,、mm-hmm. because、yeah. you know you and I both think it's a very important、uh, thing that should. Exist and be spoken about more. So I wanted to have it included on my podcast.、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So feminism—that's the theme for today. And we've got、yeah. our list of useful vocabulary, which we're going to go through. And then later,、um, see, what I find difficult about this subject is it's a very serious subject. But I'm not a very serious presenter, so.、Uh-huh. I hope that I can approach it in a way、um, that gives it re- the respect that the subject deserves, but also, you know, we can have a bit of a laugh as well. I think you'll balance me out well. Yeah, it could be quite intense going into things, so I think it's a good mix. Okay, we'll hopefully we'll meet in the middle somewhere along the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so、uh, we've got our list of useful vocabulary.、Uh, if you want to discuss feminism in the classroom with your friends, with anyone, anywhere. Um, these words will help you to follow a conversation and and help you to, you know, use the words to talk、mm-hmm. about as well. But let's start with defining feminism. Feminism is the first word on the useful vocabulary list. No, 
Yeah. I didn't play the jingle yet. Here's the jingle. <laughs> okay. After that silly jingle, we're going to go into the very serious <laughs> subject. So can you, um, I mean, it's very difficult, but can you briefly tell us what feminism is? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, feminism, it's women's rights. Um, I see the definition that's been written down in the list, belief in and desire for equality between the sexes. Uh, because, yeah, I think it has gotten a bit of a... Um, there's been a lot of confusion, maybe a bit of a bad rap, and I think we're going to be going into more vocabulary on that. But, um, you know, it's just uh, equality for, for women. Um, yeah, that they that they can participate uh, as well as men in the world and work and in society, everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Uh, so it's a, big, it's a big one, but I... <laughs> Keep keeping it concise because I think we there's a lot of great vocabulary you have there, so we can uh, we can elaborate as we go on. Yeah, definitely. Um, mm. It was very. That's why I said it's difficult. But can you briefly? No, we're going to be talking about it the whole podcast, so we will learn more. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so the next word is patriarchy. Patriarchy, and you say the pa the patriarchy, right? Yeah, Meaning. The, the, uh, the structure of society and mm -hmm. the way that men control society. This is the patriarchy. Um, just the idea, the, the fact, I suppose, sadly, at the minute, that men generally hold more power in the world than w women, yeah. especially historically. And I think um, the reason it is the case now is because... In, in history, it's always been even more so the patriarchy had more strength. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a real system that I think feminists are, are fighting to break. And, um, and and you have, I don't think it's the opposite, well, the opposite of patriarchy, matriarchy, and there are certain societies that are, you know, I, I was checking it out, but different cultures, um, I'm not sure about countries, but different different cultures around the world mm -hmm. uh, that operate in that like the other way, where where women um, lead or are in control. Right. Yeah. I'm happy that it does exist uh, in some places, and I wonder. I'm sure there have been studies that would be interesting to look at how that affects those societies, how they how they differ, and what we can learn from that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely. And the next one. So we talked about feminism, but what is sexism? Sexism, yeah. It's a word that's thrown around a lot, I think, and being sexist, like, you know, racist to kind of, uh, yeah, to be uh, sex, uh, sexist, like racist. Um, the idea that men are, or women are inferior to men. And, um, you know, it can be the language you use or um, the decisions you make um, for women or against women, mm -hmm. for yeah. example, in the workplace, asking them questions that you wouldn't ask men, for example. Uh, are you married? Do you have children? Uh, I think actually it's been highlighted a lot in, in, um, in Hollywood. 
you see these clips where um, women are standing up more, actors are standing up more and saying, why are you just commenting on the way I look and my pretty dress? Like, you wouldn't ask a man that. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. So I'm glad that people are, are standing up and you can see that as well in the big, you know, in Hollywood, the big echelon of society um, to see yeah, role models and, and uh, calling them out. Yeah, good. Oh, you know mm -hmm. what? Um, let's have that as our phrasal verb of the week. Phrasal ah. verb of the week. Because it's a very useful phrasal verb in the context talking about feminism, you said people in Hollywood are calling people out to call someone yeah. out. And it's usually to call someone out on something if you add the subject. Yeah. So calling someone out is, um, you know, noticing that they are doing something wrong or have a, a, an opinion that maybe is, um, I want to say not right, but opinions, uh, difficult there. If someone's being sexist, you say, hey, that's sexist. Why are you asking me that? And you're calling them out, right? Yeah, exactly. Rob, I can't hear you very well. Oh, you know, the reason is, um, for some reason, when I play a jingle, ah, there we go. Zoom doesn't like it, and my audio goes quiet for a while. I think because the jingle okay. is louder and it's making, uh, it's making like an average. Um, okay, it's back. Thing, yeah, and Sorry. it comes back slowly. I should have explained that before we started. Okay, so if that happens again, don't worry. Uh. Okay, so yeah. Do you I'm want to? No, continue. no, no. Sorry. Just keep going. Keep going. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's all good. Okay. <laughs> um, people are hearing behind the scenes when things go wrong. I think it's fine. Mm. Um, and I, something that um has been pointed out to me, sad that it needed to be pointed out, is that it's not only women that should be calling men out on sexist remarks or sexist behaviour. Men should also be calling men out on this Absolutely. kind of thing as well. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about that a bit more later with one of these other vocabulary words It's gonna come back. Okay, so um, very closely linked to sexism is misogyny or the noun a misogynist or the adjective misogynistic. Very, uh, very strangely, okay guys, in the, in the in the podcast description all these words are going to be written so have a look at yeah. those uh because there's a lot of g's and y's going on there misogyny misogynist misogynistic uh which is one step further than sexism it's a, a hatred of women uh, it's, you know it's mm -hmm. horrible that these words exist um yeah. but yeah it's something Absolutely. can be misogynistic okay do you want to take the next one yeah, and, and just there, um, I would say, I hear it often with crime, you know, uh, a killer, a misogynistic, that was his, um, what's it called, that, that was his purpose, because he was mis misogynistic against women, for example. But actually, the next one, I, 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 have, I haven't heard as much. Yeah. Misan <laughs> I, when I was putting this list together, I hadn't heard it ever, uh, which, I, but I think it's very telling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, because it's it's the other way around. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, actually, yeah, I didn't look this misandry, but I'm, I I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. So uh, I would mis say misandrist. Misandrist. This, this is how it naturally uh, comes misandry. out. Misandrist. Yeah. What else misandry. could it be? Misandry. No, I'm sure it's misandry. Like mm, mis misogynist. Yeah. Misandry. I, I would stress the same syllable, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have the noun and the adjective, and actually, if you want to guess, listener, but it's yeah, the hatred of men. Um, yeah, I suppose Andre there is is the man. Yeah, the hatred of man. Maybe. Um, so there are a lot of men who accuse women, who are often, I think. You know, as you said, a good point, like, you know, you often think, oh, feminists are just women. But no, you can be feminist and a man and we need more, we need more allies. But um, yeah, that we kind of accuse, we are accused or women, no, sorry, men accuse women of hating men because they say, oh, we, because women say, oh, we want equality. Um, men maybe think that we um, are pushing them away or something like that but i think this is more serious actually this hatred of men like, i mean that's yeah. again what you were saying yeah, it's a really extreme form of, of hatred it is extreme uh, someone else uh, another gender <laughs> yeah very uh, psychology thing i when you mentioned uh, that misogyny misogynistic often comes up in crime and like murder trials mm. um yeah. i think Often something in someone's childhood, like a bad experience with a parent or, or bad experience in a relationship, can lead someone Absolutely. down the path of misogyny or misandry. Um, That's so true, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Okay, and the next one on our list is not, not a word, but like a, a collocation, a phrase, mm -hmm. which you might hear. I think, we, do you still hear this phrase, do you think, uh, calling someone a sexist pig? A sexist pig. If someone is being sexist, you can call them out and say, hey, you're being a sexist pig. Why are you being like that? Yeah. But when I read that, I was thinking, is it, you say chauvinistic as well, chauvinistic pig. A chauvinistic and, pig. Yeah. And I think, you know, like pig comes from police officer. And I did look it up chauvinist is um it says it's an extreme form of nationalist or it's 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 that you think that other people are are superior so um that you think that the, that as a man you're more superior than a woman uh -huh. so again it's the same idea that we've been looking in the other words um but the, i've heard that more actually chauvinistic pig or chauvinist uh-huh but a sexist pig, yeah. Okay, uh, but it's definitely that chauvinistic pig and a sexist pig. They're definitely mm. phrases that are out there that are used definitely every day. Definitely out there in the news and the media. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to take the next one? Yeah. So male privilege, the idea that men are advantaged over others, and now I think we see it more and more. We see white privilege. And so male privilege, and I think going back to the patriarch, I always find this hard. And I think, you know, it's, um, I think to practice the pronunciation of these words is, 
is a good idea because when you're discussing this topic, um, yeah, you don't want to, you know, to stumble over the words. But yeah, they're not always so easy. But patriarchy, patriarchy, patriarchy. You know what yeah. I'll do is I will, um, I will find online somewhere an official pronunciation and I'll put it in right here. Patriarchy. There we go. Aha. Okay. But I mean, yeah. we, we didn't hear that, but there you go, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> confirmed. Um, so yeah, male privilege that, you know, men are head of this system of society, a large part of the world. So, and that they have privilege over women. They have privilege into jobs and, um, and positions of power, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, still going today. Yeah, it's again calling out on this thing, you know, promoting that guy over this woman. This is male privilege. It's just because mm-hmm. he's a man that you're promoting him, or yeah. um, uh, uh, differences in pay is male privilege. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, was. You know, you you just explained male privilege and then I explained it a bit more. Was I mansplaining then? Do you think? I'm very nervous. (laughs) Good segue. (laughs) Next on the list. The next few are, are, um, oh, what's that word? They are, um, oh, it's hat stand in French. What is it? Um, Portmanteau. The next ones are portmanteau words where you put two words together. So we've got mansplaining first, which is man and explaining and mansplaining is you know what uh <laughs> i feel strange explaining mansplaining um it's when men explain something to a woman in a very simple way like the woman is a child who doesn't know anything and maybe it's even something the woman knows and and sometimes mansplaining is when a woman has explained something and then a man will come and explain the same thing again, you know, yeah. as if, you know, well, no, I they know. have a, um, a woman had an idea first, but the man uh, takes it as his own or, or, or gets the credit for it yeah. in a workplace or whatever. Yeah. It's a way of taking the credit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to warn you. I'm going to do a joke <laughs> on the next one. What's the next one, Ruth? Man interrupting. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's um, when men... Manterrupting is so rude, isn't it? It's really rude. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, hard, I can't hard resist. To, hard to interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist uh, yeah. manterrupting in the manterrupting. So you just demonstrated so yes, quite there go. well there. And oh. to be honest, it's the first time I've, I've said that word before because I think mansplaining is more common. I always think, actually, I think the, the next one that you're going to look at is the one that I visually think of. And I heard of a few years back, it was the idea of in a metro or train, the man is, uh, you could explain the next okay, word, but okay. his legs are, you know, and uh, I think that is a good visual um, idea of it. Yeah. yeah. And if you go on to Instagram or Twitter and you put in hashtag manspreading, Mm-hmm. You can find lots of pictures that people have taken in secret of men on public transport, usually oh. on public transport, sitting there with their legs really wide apart because their penises are so big. They couldn't possibly put <laughs> their legs um, together, you know, 
it's not true. Of course, any man, no matter the size of his penis, can put his legs together and not take up everybody else's space on the on the train. And there are some crazy uh, yeah. pictures of men. God, I didn't know that. I'll have to have open. a look. <laughs> I, I started using it with my partner. Or, um, <laughs> I started saying to him, stop man spreading. Get out of the way. Just leave oh, me. Yeah, just at home on Give the sofa. Give me some space. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Funny. Well, okay. it's not funny actually, but it's it, it, it's completely true. And I I think yeah, I mean all of them. Some of them are more physical, but then others are more psychological. And um, yeah, mm. and and take basically taking up space. That's how I would describe it physically or in a in a psych yeah psychological way in work or whatever. So and and that's related to male privilege really yep. because you know and. Well, I, I'll be maybe discussing this later, but just women have only got the vote very recently in the last century, and that's shocking. And so I think it's still taking time to, well, there, there's still a lot of progress to be made. And um, so, yeah, I think men are used to occupying the space. Um, yeah. Yeah. The system that we are in. It so. It all has historical roots, and yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, I'm just mansplaining. I was just about to say yes. <laughs> society has to catch up. Oh, sorry, but another point is, you know, this is we're talking about the Western world. You know, mm -hmm. out there in in Afghanistan, where the Taliban have taken back control. You know, they've just yeah. instated an all male government. Um, it's very sad. Women have almost zero rights. Mm -hmm. um, you know, consider how behind parts considering how behind parts of the world are in this uh yeah. is is sad to think i know uh That's whose turn is it i can't remember okay um, I, I explained manspreading rights yeah yeah toxic masculinity so yeah for me that um okay i could sum it up in big boys don't cry uh kind of teaching boys and men this kind of idea that they don't need that they need to be strong and they can't show emotion and they can't um yeah that they that they need to just be a man and and live up to some kind of idea of masculinity mm -hmm. and it's very toxic <laughs> so the idea of big boys don't cry and be a man um it's so limiting for, for men to have that and cause these problems. Definitely. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I experienced a lot of it at, at school growing up. Um, and uh, I think it's something that um, parents bringing up kids need to be aware of as well mm -hmm. because they will still experience toxic masculinity at school. But if, if, if it's at home as well, then it's, it's even worse. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, the next one is woke. Woke. So woke is a word which I only sort of started hearing in the last five or six yeah. years. But now the the word woke and the idea of being woke is everywhere. And it's good that it's everywhere because woke, um, it's saying that you are educated and aware about injustice and not just injustice against women, um, all injustices and equality like um well it actually the word woke came from black activist culture 
and um I, I, I didn't actually read it but I, 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 I don't know if it's related to like wait like wake up <laughs> realize yeah that's what I imagined yeah I, I'm not sure if that is the root of the word but I like you know there is the idea that mm -hmm. you can think about that um but were are you would you say as well have like it's kind of been spinned around to the other side in the media might be a confusing thing to to look at that and and, and read that it's now taken negatively by a lot of people or it, it's given as an info, insult um, true, yeah. to be woke yeah i don't yeah. know there's, well there's the other phrase <laughs> isn't to there get into, yeah. um there's political correctness gone mad which is what you yeah. hear a lot in the press and uh like being woke for the sake of being woke or just because we have to I suppose yeah, is the exactly. idea that people are saying it's negative. Mm, yeah, I think that's it. Um, yeah, sort of surface level um, kind of showing that you you care about equality or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the last one, uh, intersectionality. What uh, could you explain? about intersection yeah. inter uh, that's a long one i know intersectionality seven syllables <laughs> wow oh intersectional if you're so actually i would describe myself well uh, yeah maybe the kind of intersectional feminist um type i know maybe we might be doing some quiz on that later but ah, well, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ah, okay. I actually did something in French uh, with my French teacher on that. And it was a word that I've learned in the last few years. And I always forgot the word, but I always knew the idea. And it is the idea of just having a broad awareness of the other minorities and how they intersect with feminism. So someone who is a white uh, woman has more privilege and um, advantages than a black and maybe disabled uh, woman. So all of these, you know, um, inequalities, um, having being LGBT, being gay, um, being having a disability, uh, being of color, a person of color, uh, they all add up to have to just more disadvantage. So it's kind of a broader look at feminism and how it intersects with other inequalities. So that's that in a nutshell. And I think it's really important because it's easy to say that women have choice and just go and we we can have it all if we want but the reality is if you are have that disadvantage it's harder for you to enter workforce or or other spaces yeah mm -hmm. yeah so that's that okay <laughs> well it's a good link because you mentioned mm -hmm. uh that we're going to do a quiz and we'll see if this comes up in the quiz ah, yeah. uh let's play the little jingle here well Let's explain. The quiz is called What Kind of Feminist? Oh, I hit it too early. <laughs> the quiz is called What Kind of Feminist Are You? Listeners, I would like your attention to talk about feminism. Oh, yeah. Ruth, you are a feminist. It's true. But what Right now, with a quiz. 
Okay, so before we start this quiz, we should point out that um, these kind of online quizzes are pigeonholing, which is um, like categorizing people, putting people into a category uh, based on a few simple questions, which you you can't really do, right? Yeah, that's okay. We should explain pigeonholing. Actually, oh, yeah, yeah a, a, a pigeon has come up a few times on the podcast <laughs> um, and a pigeon is a bird and uh, those birds that are in every city and people don't really like them because they're considered dirty but people keep pigeons as racing pigeons and when they keep the pigeons they put them in these little holes where they live and you know one pigeon always goes in the same hole so this is why we have the term pigeonholing. So, uh, I did not we... know that. No, okay. Sorry. That was mansplaining, was it? No, if you didn't know it, <laughs> it's okay. If you did know it, it was mansplaining. Uh, did I just mansplain mansplaining to you again? Oh dear. I think you're nervous. So. <laughs> um, am I nervous? I don't know. Um, I'm not nervous, but I'm. I'm just aware that this subject is not delicate um yeah but I could oh here's a phrase to put your foot in it it's very easy yeah. as a man to put your foot in it you know say mm -hmm. the wrong thing without meaning to um so I'm yeah yeah totally understand and I think even for myself who has studied this I still there are things like if I feel I don't know enough about something I'm just not going to go there or I don't want to put my foot in it it's probably something that I'm aware of in my English with change um yeah uh that balance of you know not wanting to offend but also you want to talk about real things so. yeah, yeah. And, and you know this is absolutely a subject that I want to be included on my podcast mm -hmm. um I I I anticipate there might be people out there who see this subject and like I'm not gonna listen to that or maybe even people who you know, uh, stop subscribing to me because their views are against it. I've, I've heard a lot about mm. that. Not not from yeah. my channel, but from other people, other online English teachers. Yeah. I've heard every time they post something like about feminism or, or something related and mm -hmm. people who don't have the same views, just they, ha they have a, a see a pattern of unfollowing. But yeah. I don't care. If if you yeah. if you disagree with this stuff, stop following me, please, because I want you to follow me. Good uh, for you. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, also, um, it's important to have you here, someone who um, you know is passionate about it and knows more about it than me, rather than me mm -hmm. just doing a podcast on my own talking about feminism or with another yeah, with yeah. another man. Another man. <laughs> that would be the worst. Yeah. Funny. Okay, so this is the quiz. Um, it's from sofeminine.co.uk. Uh, I've no idea what kind of authority they have to say that you are the kind of feminist they're going to say you are in the end. But my my thing with this quiz is it's going to um, bring out some of the issues which are important in feminism. And we're going to hear some good, useful vocabulary to talk about feminism as well. Great. So here's the first question. What do you think is the most important thing when it comes to women's rights? You've got three options. That women become equal through their own actions and choices. That society, this is the second one, 
that society needs to be reordered and male supremacy eliminated. Or three, that women can only be equal once they are free from their financial dependence on men. Okay. So not which is wrong, which is most yeah. important, because I'm sure there's a lot to agree with there in general. Can you repeat B or the yeah. second one? I the think that's one. what I agree with. Yeah. Uh, that society needs to be reordered and male supremacy eliminated. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I one. agree with that. Yeah. Patriarchy. <laughs> Take it down. That is, yeah, that's, that's definitely yeah. patriarchy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, how would you describe yourself? Harsh but fair? The deep philosophical type? Or sharing and caring? <laughs> oh, I think sharing and caring, actually, yeah. I thought you would choose that one. I agree. That's what <laughs> That's the impression I get from you following you on Instagram. Definitely not A, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely not A. Yeah. Okay, how do you feel when a guy holds a door open for you? Uh, do you feel pissed off? Uh, listeners, that's slang. It's a little bit rude. It means very angry. Uh, do you feel pissed off? Um, like, don't worry, my arms can hold it open, thanks. Number two, do you I feel... i a lot of... Sorry, <laughs> keep going. I'll tell you at the end. Okay, uh, so that was one uh or two grateful and you're happy to reciprocate you know you, you would hold the door open for a man too mm. um or three you feel fine and you're capable of doing it yourself but it's okay um i think b like we can both hold the door for one another or like i would do the same uh -huh. and uh but i've heard a lot of people get angry with these kinds of uh, chivalrous uh, gestures. I, I think that's maybe that's why they think it's a, sh a chivalrous thing, a, a male um, extreme politeness, I suppose. And so, yeah, women tend to reject that nowadays, I've heard. That's an interesting word. Mm. Let's go into that a bit more. Chivalry or mm. to be chivalrous. Yeah. And I think holding the door open is maybe not a good example because you know I, I i hold the door open for anyone i don't man or woman yeah you know, anybody exactly, yeah um yeah. but then there are chivalrous things like at a restaurant uh pulling the seat out and letting mm. letting the woman sit down or in, yeah. insisting on paying for the whole bill even if the woman says no let's go 50 50 no 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 i'm going to pay for the whole thing because i'm a man yeah or what, what's the other one um oh ladies first at something yeah. like this first. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, and it's something that's kind of embedded in our culture. And I, and I'm not sure how I I like feel about it completely. Like I like you know a gentleman, someone who is who is kind. Uh, but uh, I I've been to a restaurant in France where uh, they don't they give a menu to a woman with no price on it. So the man has the price, and the woman doesn't have the whoa in the restaurant so that like I was, oh my god we're in the dark ages yeah so, that sounds yeah. archaic that sounds like yeah. something from like you know victorian times yeah, yeah. okay yeah. uh 
So did I answer the question? I said yeah, we took, again, we took the, I think. the middle yeah. one. Okay. okay. Um, so next question. Uh, do you think men can be feminists? Uh, and your options are, hell yes. Feminism is accepting of everyone and every little helps. Uh, two, no, they'll never understand what, what it's like to be a woman. Or three, yeah, perhaps. So three is like, yeah. Hmm. Hell yes. Hell yes, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Oh, um, are you familiar with the TV show Girls? Yes. Oh, good. Are you? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I don't think you'd be their target uh, market or their demographic girls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it, Do you want to skip well, it? No, 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 no. It's okay. Oh. Um, it's more, well, you're answering the question. Oh, uh, yeah. Which character from Girls do you most relate to? Ah, okay. So uh, there's four. Marine Michaels, uh, Shoshan Ashapero, is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Shoshana. Shoshana. Oh, right. The A has gone down to the next line. I was like, oh, Shoshana Mar A Shapiro. Marnie, Shoshana. is it? Yeah, okay. Marnie. Yeah. I'll just say the first name. You can names. just say the first name, okay. yeah. Marnie, Shoshana, Hannah, or Jessa? Uh, that's a hard one. They're basically like the mod. Well, they were compared to the modern sex in the city. So a bit like that, if anyone, people don't know. Um, ooh, not sure, that's a hard one. We can skip it if, well, actually, we can't. No, uh, let's, let's just go. Uh, they're all kind of flawed, really. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say Hannah. Hannah, okay. Or not that they're flawed. I mean, it's good oh, that they're flawed. I already pressed Hannah. I thought you were going to change your oh, mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 that's fine. But, um, yeah, yeah. I don't relate to them. But I'd say she's the closest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you do if someone catcalls you? So let's explain what, what catcalling is. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, stereotypically, builders are known <laughs> to do this. If you walk past a building site, you might get, <whistles> all right, darling. <laughs> um, so just yeah. like shouting at a woman in the street to say, Oh, you're very attractive. Yeah. I remember that in Spain and I learned the word is Wapa. Is that beautiful or something? I don't know. Wapa. And just people shouting <laughs> at you in the street. In Spain. Builders in Spain. Yeah. It was builders so, too. Okay. So, the stereotype. So that's fits. what I, you know, I learned, learned my Spanish that way. Some of the words are like, what does that mean? Okay. <laughs> what what could me? it mean? You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, so you you have experienced this. So you could you are in the right place to answer this question. You know, I think I, think I, I assume women all women. Have, yeah. Heard. Yeah. Statistics apparently it's really high. Yeah. Uh, uh, go so ahead. Sorry. What do you? What's your reaction if you to a cat call? Do you ignore it and move on? Number two, go over to them and let them know why it's so offensive. Mm. Or number three, call them out loud enough so that everyone hears oh brilliant we got call out again yeah call See, them out. Was a yeah. useful one yeah. <laughs> definitely in this in this topic yeah a, a a i don't think it's worth um in that moment and i think i would fear too much for my own safety as well dignity as well. i i don't know i mean i'm not 
I'm not going to make a, a point or um, an example of them, of their behavior. I'd rather just move on and, and also to protect my, I, I think, you know, women's safety is a huge thing. And, um, and so I'm not saying that that's the right thing to do. It's just how I would approach it. Yeah. Yeah. I, there is definitely a reason to ignore it because if if every mm. woman just ignored it then yeah. you know there would be no reason to do it and yeah i know what you mean like you should call them out like you feel like oh you you're angry and you want to say something but um like the type of person who has the the uh, misguided confidence to do that is also the type of person mm. who um could get aggressive um, yeah. you know verbally probably um, and then you're going to walk away having a, had a horrible altercation yeah I think the I guess this expression to choose your battles comes to mind you know just choosing when you want to fight or or to yeah to defend something maybe you can discuss it or build or create awareness about it but to do it there I think for me maybe on safe yeah. 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 Okay, let's move on. Um, okay. <laughs> what's the best way to fight against sexism? Uh, A, we need to tackle all forms of oppression at its economical root. Economical. Yeah. Uh, B, make sure people are aware of all types of discrimination. Or C, Raise awareness through peaceful campaigning to bring about change. Okay, so that tackle it at the economic root, mm -hmm. uh, make it about all types of discrimination, or I, yeah, I think raise awareness B. through campaigning. Yeah, okay. Yeah, B. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, that's the last Education. one. Education. Okay. So, yeah. calculating results. You are, Ooh. according to sofeminine.co.uk, you are a liberal feminist. And here's yeah. what it says about liberal feminists. You hold the belief that just because you're a woman, it does not make you physically or intellectually weaker than a man. You don't want to be above men, just equal to them. That means equal pay, equal rights in the workplace and protection from sexual harassment. And you know we can't do that alone. We need help from everyone, including the guys. Yeah. What do you think? Agree? But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's funny how the, yeah, yeah. Oh, sounds, sounds good. I'd be interested to know what the other options are, but yeah, liberal feminists. It's, it's so, such a big topic. And I'm, you know, if you, if the listeners know about uh, feminism or reading into it, all the different waves through history as well, they call them different waves, first wave, second wave, third wave. So there's a lot to, to go into, but um, I don't know, like having, being different, being a different type of feminist, is that a good thing really? Because shouldn't we all be united together? Um, you know, yeah. my only concern about that, but oh, I'll take it. Yeah, I, I couldn't find a what type of sexist are you quiz. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is the thing such a serious topic and then you you know you say yeah, something <laughs> very poignant uh -huh. and then I say some 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 quip and uh no it's good it. it's good okay I hope so <gasps> um actually it's something I'm going to touch on later 
that um and i i think of it about all types of serious issues that if you approach it with humor then it makes it seem like a stupid thing and it it takes power away from it mm -hmm. um anyway that's just my thoughts no about that's humor. interesting but actually i have a book here and she it's called the guilty feminist she's actually um a, a stand-up comedian and she does a yeah, really she has good a podcast, podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and like when you talk about comedy, it just came to mind because yeah, Deborah Francis White, um, she uses comedy in her uh, podcast to talk about feminism. So it's a good way to to connect and to um, to get through to people. Mm -hmm. I think you know about this serious issue to kind of break it up, break it down. Or yeah, break it. It's such a, a serious topic. Mm -hmm. um break up you know lighten this a little bit so yeah, yeah. make it more yeah. accessible doesn't it mm, exactly yeah um but yeah then you know i have, have the feeling like oh people think i'm not taking it seriously but mm. you know i am <laughs> yeah okay let's... i know you are rob <laughs> <laughs> i hope that comes across uh let's go to the next thing uh which is um which was your idea Ooh. ruth when we were um coming up with how to approach this subject and what we could do. And uh, you suggested a fact exchange where I tell you a fact, you tell me a fact, and then we talk about those facts. I'll tell you a fact, then you tell me a fact, then we'll talk about those facts. It's a fact exchange! I'll tell you something interesting, tell me something strange. Well, this could be a fascinating fact exchange! Fact exchange! Fact exchange! Okay, dare I say it? Ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I was like, who's going to go first? <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Thank you, Rob. Okay. Gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. um, so my fact, or at least a kind of interesting story that I've seen on social media lately, uh, it was a reel. Yeah, so you can go and check it out after. I can give you the link and put it in the notes. Um, from a, the female lead, which is a huge... I think it's actually a charity, but they curate a lot of the content from other people. And this uh, mother had a video where she was talking about her two-year-old daughter. Um, and her daughter, now I think this is an important point, that her daughter had like short hair. I'm not sure if that age like a, gets a bit longer and their parents choose to you know, keep it long or cutters or whatever but yeah so she had short hair and um she was saying that the mother was saying that when she dressed her like a little girl she would be spoken to completely differently than when she was in more unisex or maybe in clothes associated with the boy like in blue or whatever and the things that they said to her when she looked girly i suppose is that you're beautiful, oh, look at your lovely dress, you're pretty. So they were looking, um, focusing on how she looked. Whereas the boy, um, when she looked like a boy, she, um, they said things like other people, like people in her 
her friends and family said, oh, you're well, maybe actually strangers, that would be <laughs> strangers, that you're, you're so fast, you're, look at you, um, go, you're so strong. Um, and so this is a message that was given to a two-year-old, like to think it was just such a great demonstration to, think, uh, to show that we get these messages so, so young, um, gender stereotypes. And we have these gender roles that we play. And so, so yeah, that's my, my fact, my story uh, that I saw recently. It's a really interesting one. Yeah, mm. it's, 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 it's t- true. It's totally true that, mm. yeah, and sad that these gender roles are, you know, put on us from such an early age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, just the idea, the fact that um, pink is for girls and blue is for boys and you know for girls birthday presents you buy like princess castles Mm -hmm. or dolls and babies to look after and for boys you buy cars and toy dinosaurs yeah they're often the cooler toys really i mean i look at them you know lego and all of these things yeah the boys i mean (laughs) sometimes it's quite limiting the, the girls things yeah as you said dolls and um and uh, beauty, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, it's kind of, it's annoying that there's that label really, that pigeonhole. Yeah. Girl and boy. Yeah, so I suppose, how could you challenge that? You could, like if you're buying a gift for a, for a child, try to buy a, a more gender neutral one or, or maybe the other way, you know, buy, mm. buy a girl a something with superheroes or buy a boy something, mm princessy (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think they're teaching it more in schools now uh showing also like the superheroes you know female male and and that kind of thing i think it's really important so yeah i thought it was a good demonstration anyway of of a particular case where where this where it was just shown you know their looks versus what you do what how you look versus how uh what you do as a man um, versus how you look as a woman, so I think that can have a huge impact in your later life. Yeah, yeah. and I'm sure the people doing it are not doing it on purpose. No, it's like a societal. Oh, what's the word I need? Mm, um, I'm just gonna say norm. Norm. norm soci- yeah, good. A societal yeah. norm. It's normal in society to say yeah. to a boy, "Wow, look, you're so strong," and to say to a girl, "Oh, you're so beautiful." But yeah, it sh- it shouldn't be totally shouldn't be okay here's oh let's do a little jingle in between here's my um fact okay so we talked about in the useful vocabulary manspreading mansplaining what was the other one manterrupting um but have you heard of a manol a manol <laughs> no no okay so um it comes from man and a panel and a, a, a oh. pa- when, I, when I say panel I'm talking yeah. about when it's a group of people talking to an audience about a subject and you know there are so many different ones in the English teaching conferences that um, I've not actually been to but I've intended to go to but then corona they have panels mm-hmm. you know ex- group of experts talking about a subject and a manual yeah. is when the panel is all men 
and yeah. you know this is a big uh problem and it's not just panels um this was first um points i mean this is the reason it came to my head because my wife told me years ago she showed me something on twitter where donald trump in 2017 was signing a bill signing some legislation to stop aid donations to stop american aid going to um foreign countries where those charities were going to offer abortion counseling or offer abortion or support yeah, okay. for people mm -hmm. who've had abortions or guidance about where to get it and so donald trump his his part republican party decided we don't want to spend our american money on abortions abroad and he was there in this photo signing the bill and he's so proud that this is a photo call multiple yeah. photographers were invited to photograph him very you know that proud stern yeah. face he has signing this bill and he's surrounded by men seven uh, old white men and yeah. trump signing this um this bill to uh stop this money going out that supports people having abortions um that's terrible <laughs> yeah uh so there's that and that led me to i was i couldn't remember exactly i wanted to look at the picture again and then i stumbled upon um manuals well, actually, that's not true. My wife stumbled upon Manals and um, sent me a link yeah. to this blog uh, by a, fem a Finnish feminist researcher called Sara Sama. And what I love about it is that she takes it and she makes humor out of it. So she has a blog. And if you want to look it up, you know what? I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Yeah. It's called Congrats. You have an all male panel. And it's just... Uh, wow. page and it's got over 200 posts and they take the the posters advertising the panels when wow. it's all men and on each one uh she puts a, a picture of david hasselhoff in his knight rider costume <laughs> doing a thumbs up like sarcastically yeah. saying this is great oh, yeah. um i think just because i suppose david hasselhoff you, d you don't really take him seriously and he really, you know, is represents male, male bravado and masculinity. Yeah. Um, and uh, on on her on her blog, uh, she says that it, it's it's sad, but but laughing at it is empowering. And I agree. Um, mm. And when you scroll down and you see how many of these panels are all men, and the stupid thing is that some of them are speaking about women's rights. One of them that I saw was um, not women's rights, but women in general. One of them was at a university uh, and it's, it was about women in mathematics, women in mathematics. Oh, okay. And it was three men who were going to give you presentations about women in mathematics, three white men, usually white men in all I mean, of these things. Do they not think or do they not stop to think <laughs> even how it looks? I mean, if they... exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, any panel fine all men mm. well not fine but when it's about women especially yeah <laughs> you're not thinking maybe maybe we should include yeah. some women in this um and uh what else am i looking at here on my notes um yeah it really i think it emphasizes the role of the patriarchy like men holding positions of power and uh you know control of knowledge and influence and it like 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 the thing that you mentioned about 
um, speaking to children in a certain way, mm. you know, subconsciously we're saying, oh, these men know what they're talking about. They, they are obviously superior. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. It's, yeah, it's true. But I think so many generations are just being used to it, it being a hundred percent men, and now women may not. I was going to say suddenly come in, but women are are have come in, have been you know, with fifty, sixty years. I would say like, you know, fifty, sixties, seventies. But yeah, and I also think of the word token, like a token woman. You know, sometimes they try to find someone for the panel. They'll just try to find a woman. I, I've heard of that kind of thing happening. Yeah. Also for uh, racism, like people of color trying to find um, a token person of that minority so that they can be on the panel and that it just looks good optically, like the optics look good. Yeah, like, token, like yeah. they're there because, oh, we have to have a woman. But who can we get? Here's a token yeah. woman. Yeah, that's um, something that, um, so I found another um, website about manals and uh, they give some advice about how to avoid it. So avoid uh, tokenism because sometimes people do just get a woman in, but they say you can avoid tokenism by making sure that you invite a woman and that it is a woman who has expertise and knowledge. Because one problem is that they invite a woman because they need a woman. Uh, to to appear inclusive but the the woman is not really an expert you know she's just been invited Mm. and the problem with that is that they you know they seem like it then it it does seem like the men know more yeah Yeah, exactly Um, so one way you can avoid manals is when if you when you get a woman make sure it's someone who is an expert who knows what they're talking about and, and it says they are out there guys come on look harder Mm -hmm. um yeah and uh another thing that to avoid it if you are organizing a a panel is have a diverse organization committee because often it's men organizing it and sometimes women uh respond better if if women are organizing it or if they're invited by a woman Mm -hmm. uh and so that's one way to avoid it and if you are invited to speak on a panel as a man make sure that it is diverse and you know if if you find it's all men and you maybe suggest a colleague or just refuse to take part until they you know make it more diverse yeah uh we're not only talking about men and women here also racially diverse as well and if you are in the audience at a panel and it's all men point it out call it out you know when they were doing the questions mm. say why are there no women here with the with the point of view to you know to tell us on the stage mm. yeah they're really good points and really good tips yeah about you know bringing women into the space making them feel welcome and comfortable include included and um yeah they're great tips representing as well because if you yeah. have an all-male panel you're just representing the the, the views of men exactly yeah Okay. And um, that's Oh, sorry. <laughs> keep, yeah, keep talking about it. <laughs> what else? It's actually funny you're talking about this because yeah, mine is quite related actually, my oh, next fact. Okay. We are going to the next one. Okay. So the jingle yeah. was okay. 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 
Oh, we had the jingle. Yeah, we had it. I wasn't <laughs> going to press it again. Sorry. <laughs> Is that a jingle? It's more like a sting. Oh, you know what? I will. And then and then you'll flow into it. Go. Okay, so here's the next one. Yeah, so my next fact uh, starts with a, with the personal story of a uh, time when I was at a talk in, in Belgium, in Brussels, uh, about a year ago. Uh, I wasn't on a panel or, a, yeah, a panel, <laughs> not a panel, but I was uh, listening to speakers on, on the subject of migration. And, um, okay, I'm going to tell you approximately the, so... There were like 30 people at the talk. There was probably 25 women and five men. Um, at the end of the talk, you know, there was time for, time for questions. And um, two men asked questions and one woman asked a question. I remember at the time feeling really, I get sweaty palms when, I'm, when I want to uh, speak up and, you know, public speaking and things like that. And I wanted to say something and I remember thinking, oh, that guy, you know, I could have said that or, you know, what he shared wasn't that great or even just not men or women, but just in general, I think, you know, I maybe people can relate that feeling that you're in the corner and could be saying something and then someone else is saying it instead. But actually what happened was the lecturer, the, the host of the uh, talk actually said at the end, she was like, you know, I just want to say this. Uh, there were three people who asked questions and the vast majority of you are women and only one woman asked a question, two men. Uh, so I just like you to think about that and think about um, you know, using your voice more when you go into these situations that you can be represented. <laughs> so very interesting. And I, it got me thinking, you know, is this just something, was this just that situation? And can we really say that women don't want to speak up? Um, and, you know, maybe you know this statistic, Rob, but it's um, talking about applying for jobs. It says that men, uh, if they think that they, um, that, you know, they, what is it, they fit 60% of the qualifications, they'll apply for a job. But a woman will need to have 100% of the qualifications. She, she needs to meet every single huh. qualification before she needs to apply for a job. I've not heard that. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. And it shows, I think, that we still need to catch up that there's still a lot of work to be done uh, for women, um, for them to feel, yeah, included, that they can speak up, that they can apply for a job. And, um, yeah, that women just, or men just have more confidence in general, that, you know, even if they don't know the subject that well, like in, in that talk, um, or they're in the minority, mm. <laughs> they were well represented in that talk. And, um also, you know, I mean, I was just looking, uh, I think the first doctor in the UK that was a woman was in 1862. So not that long ago, really. I mean, it's just a few generations ago. Um, we only got the right to vote, I think, for the UK. It was not, well, not I think. You see, I think that's also a little bit of the, the language sometimes that um, they say women use this kind of minimizing language. So it's definitely something that I... Uh, try to work on and work on with my with my clients and that balance of being polite and also 
being direct. Confident, yeah. But anyway, yeah, confident. Um, so 1918 was women first got the vote, women over 30 years old. So that was the beginning. So, you know, that they were represented in politics. And also another story from Ireland. Um, actually, like I know, not my mother, I think she was just a bit younger, but women a few years older, maybe that were born in um, the 50s and um, they had their job and they got married in the 70s. They, there was a marriage bar, so they needed to stop work after getting married. And um, Legally, so, they, they were legally obliged to... Yeah. Wow. Oh, so I uh, read it here, the marriage bar, I know. And like, I, I remember meeting women and uh, them saying, oh, I was in the civil service. I was working in the government and uh, until I got married and then I just had to stop. Or maybe if they were a teacher, they were able to go back eventually. Or maybe when the bar uh, ended, was lifted in the 70s, they went back. But it wasn't so easy. And also going back in the workforce isn't easy. So that is so, so recent. And I think that kind of, you know, upbringing and mentality mm. that we get from our parents, our grandparents, is still very much there so even though I studied law and now law for me is very much in my class um female dominant um really really like a um yeah huge majority of women uh still I it's just women don't always I mean just demonstrated in that talk and I'm so glad that the the host uh spoke about that and uh I suppose called us I don't know if that's actually the right thing. Called us out, called it out, called the issue out. Yeah, yeah, but and it's strange because normally when with calling it out, you in with feminism, you think about calling out the men for being sexist, but she was there mm. calling out the women, saying, "Come on, guys, yeah, you need come to on. have yeah. a voice." Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Speak up. Speak up. Yeah. I think yeah, this. Take your place. And yeah, you said um, about uh, how it's just it sort of ingrained from the the what was it called the the bar yeah the marriage bar the marriage in bar. Ireland yeah and then you know um children grow up oh yeah my mum stopped working yeah that's just normal yeah and th that's also linked to the, the the first point you said about um the way we respond to children differently male and female mm -hmm. boys and girls yeah the way it's it's ingrained absolutely yeah yeah, yeah so not a good one yeah good point to make yeah yeah <sighs> Okay. You have another one? Yeah, I got another one. Okay, here's another one. Um, again, something my wife pointed out to me. Uh, I want to talk about the history of pockets. Pockets, ah. the things on your trousers, or maybe not. Um, mm. So I was out with my with my wife and my kids one time, and she was like, "Here, um, can you can you put my phone in your pocket?" I was like, "Yeah, okay." It's weird that women's clothes don't have pockets, isn't it? <laughs> She was like, yeah, you know why? It's because of the patriarchy. And, you know, it, it's really true. So I, I went and did some, uh, found some articles about it for this fact sharing thing. So uh, guy, people at home, you might have noticed it as well. Women's clothes have a lot fewer pockets than men's clothes. Uh, do we need to explain pockets? The, 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 you know, where you put your hands sometimes, where you keep your... What's in my pocket right now? A pen, a glasses cleaner, uh, 
or mask, face mask, because we're in Corona time right now. So in the early 18th century, pockets began. Everyone had pockets. Um, Men's clothes, before that, everybody had small bags that they carried around. And then they started to sew the bags onto clothes. And Mm -hmm. then in the early 18th century, so the early 1700s, people started to sew pockets into clothes the women's pockets were concealed under petticoats. Petticoats, you know, when you see those old uh, period dramas where women have these huge skirts with a skirt mm. under the skirt, under the, no, it was dress with lots of little skirts under to make it yeah, really bigger. stick I've, out. Yeah. To, oh, yeah. And um, so their pocket, they did have pockets, but they were difficult to get to because it was under all of their petticoats all of these layers of dresses uh then in the late 18th century uh, women began to carry small bags but why were they small bags because they only really had room for a coin or two one or two coins and maybe a Mm. handkerchief a handkerchief like a something to wipe your nose on it wasn't wasn't paper tissue back then it was a cloth Mm. um but the reason they only had these small bags was it showed that women had no access to money. They only had a little bit of money that their men, their husbands gave them. They didn't need a key because, you know, mm-hmm. if they were going out somewhere, they were going with a man and, and he had the key. So they have no ownership of property or anything like that. So they didn't need big bags. Um, wow. Yeah. And then there was actually a bit of a reverse during the world wars and the suffragette movement, the suffragettes, uh, were yeah. the women who campaigned for women's rights and, and to have the vote, to be able to vote. Um, and when this was happening, um, and actually, you know, there, there were fewer men around in Europe in the world wars because they'd gone away to war. Oh, yeah. And women started to, have, there was less fashion available, I suppose. And they ended up having more practical clothes because women started working also because men were away. And uh, skirts began to have some pockets in and they were wearing trousers, which before the wars was very rare for women to wear trousers. Mm. But then post-World War Two, after World War Two, um, the men were back from the war and women were expected to be more feminine. And after World War Two, clothes got more uh, figure hugging, figure hugging. So your yeah. figure is like the shape of your body meaning the clothes were tighter to your figure to um, so that men could see what your body looks like, basically have an idea of your shape and pockets and having something big in your pocket takes away from that shape. And, you know, this, this oh. still exists today, really. Wow. That's so, I didn't know the full history of that. I, I knew a little bit that, yeah, women, I thought we, we don't have pockets. It's just, were be were controlled or were controlled by the patriarchy but um yeah that's fascinating especially after the world war Two, that it went back to that but it was for aesthetical aesthetics really mm-hmm. um yeah i i think still today because i wear a lot of dresses i don't tend to wear jeans and uh i know women get excited when, or I get excited when I, I get to have pockets, when I, when there's pockets in my dress, right. um, it just depends. And I don't 
don't know. I don't know what that's about, really. For me, it's totally normal. And if I had a pair of trousers or a coat without a pocket, I'd, I probably wouldn't buy it. Um, so, yeah, it's totally unfair. And then yeah. you have the other thing when, when you're out on a night out and the women have to carry a bag around all night. And I think oh, I really wouldn't like carrying a bag around all yeah. night and have to worry about pay for their bag or yeah, yeah pay exactly. to put your bag in and, and yeah then it's easy for someone to take your bag you have to watch mm -hmm. it really unfair unfair but it's i don't know yeah if women see it that way or you know just the whole fashion the fashion industry now it's put out as oh you know you can have a handbag for everything and you can pay thousands of euro for your handbag uh, which, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, that it's unfair, but also that the fashion industry is just like figure hugging clothes, and it's not very uh, practical or equal, I suppose, in that way. Your personal uh, belonging, personal space. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh... Good fact. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we've made people think a bit more about um, all of these these facts and the the things that behind them that leads to the facts. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Ruth, yeah. Uh, I think this is going to be a really great podcast. I'm excited to to uh, put it out. Okay. Okay, everyone. So be sure to follow Ruth on Instagram if you're on Instagram because you know, like I said earlier, she posts some really useful uh content and some really interesting content as well uh thanks a lot ruth uh, i'll yeah. see you hi see you soon see you around <laughs> bye bye english with rob